Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Let's start off with the big clash coming up, Alexander Yusik versus Daniel Dubois, and let's have a quick look at the undercard. Um, Dennis Berenchik versus Anthony Yidjit in the lightweight division. Berenchik, he's got a 17-0 record. Yidjit is 27-3-1. There's no belts at stake in this particular fight, but it should be a good fight nonetheless. We've got Hamza Shiraz, probably Shiraz, sorry, versus Dimitri, Dimitro Mitrofanov. Uh, division uh, to be announced, actually. Shiraz's record, 17-0, undefeated. Uh, Mitrofanov's record, 13-0-1, also undefeated. So that's going to be a pretty good battle as well. By the way, turning pro in 2017, Shiraz's 17-0 last fight was a TKO win against uh, River Wilson Bent back in November when he won the Commonwealth Middleweight Championship. He's been out of action actually for a few months following hand surgery, so that could be up in the air. Let's have a quick look here. Adam Hamad uh, versus a fighter to be announced, division and the weight class to be announced. Um, Hamed, his record is debut, so he'll be making his pro debut on a pretty large stage in front of thousands of fans over in Poland, that's for sure. He is the son of former champ, who I mentioned the other day, Prince Nazim Hamad, and at 23, he looks to continue the family legacy of thriving in the Hurt business. We're also going to see Alexander Solomenikov versus Konrad Kazjauksiki, that's in the featherweight division. Solomenikov, his record's 12-0. Kazjauksiki's record is 2-0-1. And there aren't any belts at stake here, so we'll quickly move along. Um, as we all know, the Yusuf Dubois fight is uh, August 26th. The main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time for here uh, in Toronto and along the eastern uh, seaboard of uh, North America. And... Uh, Looks like a 4 a.m. start in uh, Asia. Hmm. Anyway, the main event should get get around uh, three hours after that, about 5:15 uh, p.m. It says, and what a heck of a fight it's going to be, Dubois and Usyk. Uh, live stream, of course, in the USA on ESPN Plus, in Canada on TSN, UK and Ireland on TNT Sports Box Office, in Australia, main event on Kyo. So. All the news fit to print on that side of uh, on the other side of the pond. Brian Weber out of BoxingNews24.com says in a loaded top rank event, also this Saturday, the very same evening, unbeaten heavyweight contender Jared Anderson faces veteran Andrei Rudenko in a ten-round main event uh, on uh, uh, August 26, Saturday night, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. That's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's going to be another tough learning fight for the 23-year-old Jared Anderson, 15-0, 14 knockouts, who did struggle in his last fight against former IBF heavyweight champ Charles Martin, uh, who, by the way, came in uh, at the last minute when another chap who's fighting on this very same card uh, had to back out, I think. Uh, what was it? Was it uh, visa problems, I think? Anyway, let's have a quick look here at someone else who's going to be on that fight. Um because you can argue that Top Rank's recent signee, 2016 Olympic super heavyweight, Bakhadir Jalov, 12-0, 12 knockouts, has more of a chance 
of capturing a world title and holding on to it than Jared Anderson, says this writer. The only thing holding the 29-year-old Jalalov back is his age. Compared to the 23-year-old Anderson, Jalalov doesn't have much time to make things happen in his career, and he needs to be moved quickly by top rank. With heavyweight Tyson Fury sitting on his WBC belt, defending it against weak opposition like Dillian White and Derek Chisora, it could take years for Jalalov to get a crack at that belt. The six foot seven Jalalov will be fighting Ana Riodi and Wariyame. 20 and 2, by the way, 19 knockouts in an eight round fight uh, on this card. And this should be uh, the co feature bout. Jalalov is a far, far better fighter than FA. Ajagba, who is also fighting on the card in a chief support bout. Uh, Ajagba, 17-1, 13 knockouts, will take on unbeaten heavyweight contender. And here's the guy, Jan Kozabotsky. He's the fella, 19-0, who is going to fight. Um, as I said, Jared Anderson, but couldn't get into the States, I believe. Uh, that's going to be a 10-round contest. Uh, the anderson Rudenko card starts at uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, that's going to be on ESPN, ESPN Departes, and ESPN Plus. Uh, rounding out this card, let me just go through the uh, entire card for you. Jared Anderson versus Andrei Rudenko, F.A. Hagdapa versus Jan Kozabotsky, Bakadir Jalalov versus Onoriode Enwariam, Charlie Suarez versus Johan Vasquez, Nico Ali Walsh versus Sona Akali, Bruce Carrington, versus Angel Contreras, Bruce we might know uh, from his interview uh, with Mike Orr on Talking Fight, by the way. Jeremiah Milton versus Craig Lewis. Agblehan Zumufpov versus Winston Kapos. Wow. Abdullah Mason, another Talking fan, uh, talk Fight fan favorite, uh, versus Cesar Villaraga. So this is, uh, this is uh, putting a full slate of top-ranked uh, prospects on the table. And it's going to be a great, great card to watch in addition uh, to the Dubois versus Usyk tilt. Speaking of uh, top rank, Bob Arum says Shakur Stevenson fighting in November for the WC lightweight title, screams the headline. According to Adam Baskin over boxnews24.com, top rank promoter Bob Arum says Shakur Stevenson will fight in November for the WBC lightweight title against the best available fighter. Now, whether that's number four, WBC Frank Martin, 17-0, 12 knockouts. Uh, and he's the opponent rumored to be facing Shakur, 20-0, by the way, 10 knockouts, uh, for his 135-pound belt. He'd be an excellent option as he's coming off a thrilling 12-round unanimous decision win over Artem Haratonyan last July. If Martin doesn't take the fight, another opponent for the WBC's top 15 will be picked. Unfortunately, there are several of the high-profile contenders that would likely reject taking the, uh, taking the fight uh, with Shakur. So his options look like Frank Martin, William Zapita, Edwin De Los Santos, Jamin Ortiz, Shichiro Yoshino, Raymond Muratala, and George Cambosis Jr. <laughs> it's possible that Aram may need to drop down to Jamin Ortiz or Raymond Muratala, before he finds someone that will agree to fight Stevenson. Isaac Cruz could be facing Gervonta Davis next, so he's not an option for Shakur. Also, former unified lightweight champ George Kambosos Jr. and contender William Zapita are fighters that aren't expected to agree to fight Shakur. Arm says Vasily Lomachenko will be taking the remainder of the year off, and Loma is the only guy that Stevenson hoped to fight, but his country 
uh, Ukraine is still at war with Russia. That's not a good time for Loma. Uh, as I said yesterday, Lomachenko is balking about fighting this year. He wants to take time off. He can't get focused on fighting. I don't think it has anything to do with Shakur, said top-ranked promoter Bob Aaron, ruling out a return this year to fight uh, for a fight this year for Lomachenko. Uh, anyway. With respect to Shakur Stevenson, though, he did say we're going to get the best possible opponent and he's going to fight for the WBC lightweight title. Moving along, let's have a quick look at uh, ah, the other fight that's upcoming. Trainer Malik Scott and former welterweight champ Sean Porter believe that Jermel Charlo has a chance of unseating undisputed super middleweight champ Canelo Alvarez on September 30th. Jermel's conditioning down the stretch and his ability to make adjustments give him a chance of winning against Canelo, 59-2-2, 39 knockouts, by the way, who has shown severe stamina problems in his last three fights. Canelo's knockouts have disappeared, screams the headline. The knockouts that Canelo has been routinely getting in 2021 when he captured the undisputed championship have dried up, and he's been forced to go the full 12-round route in his last three fights. Moreover, Canelo hasn't looked anything like the fighter he was back in 2021 and you gotta wonder why one reason canelo hasn't looked good in his last three fights is he's not facing the same level of opposition that he'd been fighting in 2021 back in 2021 canelo fought these guys avni yindram billy joe saunders and caleb plant you can argue that if canelo were facing those guys this year his knockouts would have returned and he'd look as good as he'd been in 2021 <laughs> malik scott said You'd have to lean towards Canelo, but the comparison reminds me of Terry Norris. If he had a better chin, he's fighting Julio Cesar Chavez. He got it. And that's what uh, Malik uh, said Malik to Sean on Sean Potter's YouTube channel, by the way. Stylistically, that's what Canelo versus Charlo reminds me of. So advantage-wise, you have to go with Canelo. But I wouldn't be surprised if Charlo gave him trouble, even late on. I don't think he tires out. I think as the fight goes on, he, Jermel, gets stronger. And he still thinks very clearly in those rough and tough fights past the 7th, 8th, and ninth rounds. He's got some incredible knockouts after the 7th, 8th, and ninth rounds. Castano, he stopped him late, and he stopped Tony Harrison late. That goes to show he's very open-minded even late in those fights. Sean Porter replied, That fight with Brian Castano was good for him ahead of a Canelo fight. In the first fight, you can go back and watch the first fight against Brian Castano. Jermel Charlo made zero adjustments. He went back to the corner a couple times, and you could hear what Derek James was saying. He was giving you the game plan, and you're just not running the plays. He squeaks by with a draw, and then he gives him the opportunity to go back to the gym and work 8, 10, however many weeks. You've already tasted the speed, power, movement. I think that fight worked for him ahead of Canelo fight, but still, I'm wondering if you're far away from that fight for now. Uh, for that fight to be beneficial to you, Malik said. I just believe if he, Jermel, doesn't make those in-the-ring adjustments on the night, I think it's going to cost him big, especially against Canelo. Porter responded, Canelo, if you're playing one tune, he finds that tune quickly, and he's kind of surgical, and he'll break you down. He'll break a lot of people down. Malik, he doesn't mind where he hits you at. He'll hit you everywhere to get you where he really wants. If Charlo is intelligent enough, especially when the tough gets going, he gets tougher. I've never seen him break under pressure, and I think there's going to be a pivotal moment in the fight where he's going to feel something he's never felt before, but I think Jermel can pass the test with flying colors. There you go. Now, 
On uh, Talk and Fight, we have featured twice and interviewed twice a young lady by the name of Maureen Shea. Uh, she was the inspiration for Million Dollar Baby, that movie that came out. I think it was one of Clint Eastwood's movies. Um, Maureen Shea finally made her ring return this past Saturday night, a story that uh, we were uh, reminded uh, to let our audience know about. She now hopes uh, her next fight is a long-awaited world title shot. Shea defeated uh, Garcia Novas Mateo by unanimous decision and a stay busy at the Coco Locos restaurant sports bar in the Dominican Republic. Um, and Shea now has improved her record to 31, 2, and 1 with 13 knockouts. She's 42 years old, 42 year old Shea, who originally from Bronx, New York, and now resides in Delray Beach, Florida, was the superior fighter of the two. Shea outboxed Novas, who, as the fight progressed through less punches, and rather than exchange with Shea, Novas began to grapple and hold as Shea initiated combinations, which was a bit frustrating for Shea, uh, especially after repeated holding during the fight. A point was finally deducted from Novas in the seventh round. During the final two rounds, Shea was aggressive, uh, attempting to score a knockdown, but Novas had, had utilized her savviness to avoid getting flushed. Uh, hit flush or grabbed onto Shea in an attempt to survive, said Shea after the fight. It's a very frustrating fight. My my opponent held me the whole time. I didn't feel I was able to truly display my skills because of the holding. She was clearly in survival mode. I would have gotten stoppage had she actually fought. Glad I got the eight rounds in. I feel great after being out for over a year. I felt zero ring rust. Now I want the champions at 122 pounds. And that might include... Uh, let's see, she previously fought uh, Martina Horgaz. Uh, the, the other two fighters, though, in, in that range are IBF, uh, former IBF champ uh, Trinika Johnson, uh, who fought uh, Ellie Scottney and who lost to Ellie Scottney. So Scottney's got the belt. And then uh, May Shea, who's managed by Luigi Elsies, is currently not even ranked by the IBF. So let's see what happens to Maureen Shea as her continue as her career continues all right so have a quick look at uh, someone who i mentioned earlier and someone who i want to uh, give you a little bit more information on uh on the undercard as i said of the uh, usic dubois fight we've got a young man uh Yalof. so let's have a quick 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 look at him uh the other heavyweight who matches the description uh who has won uh, in the olympics and uh, is now undefeated as a professional, other than Yusik is, of course, uh, this fellow Yalalov. Uh, he's from Uzbekistan. Uh, Bakhadir Yalalov is his name, and he's one of the most dangerous prospects in the heavyweight boxing world and has all the tools to become a world champion. Yalalov has had his first fights in signing with the American Promotional Powerhouse Top, top Rank against Nigeria's Anoriodo Wariyame. And that's going to be, as I said, on Saturday night. And that, but having turned 29 in July, he's looking to add to an intimidating, intimidating pro record that read, reads now 12 and 0 with 12 knockouts. Comparisons to a modern day pound for pound great like Yusik are, of course, unfair. For a start, the six foot seven Jalalov fights nothing like Ukraine's brilliant ex cruiserweight king. Instead, Jalalov is more like a left handed version of his hero growing up, Vladimir Klitschko a big power punching rangy heavyweight who operates behind a thudding jam and fires off a pulverizing backhand but is surprisingly fleet-footed for a 250 pound giant 
So you go brief, quick little update on Jalalov, uh, written by Alex Reed out of Talksport.com, and I just wanted to make that uh, known to you all that it's not just Jared Anderson who we uh, think is going to be a champ, uh, but at 23 year, years old, he does have a better chance uh, given the holdup in that clogged uh, upper echelon of the heavyweight division that we've mentioned quite often. With respect to uh, the odds-on favorites going into these fights, it's interesting to see that uh, Music is a 10-to-1 favorite against Dubois. Obviously, I said at the end of the day, Dubois is the underdog going into this fight. Uh, but, but as I said, there's another big fight going over in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And we're going to see WO number five, WBA number seven, WBA number seven, WIBF number 15, Jared Anderson, 30 to one to, to defeat Andre Rodenko. WBC number 14, heavyweight FA Ajagba versus WBC number nine, WBA number 14, Jean Kosobowski is a Peckham. And 2020 Olympic super heavyweight gold medalist Bakadir Jalalov is 50 to one to defeat Honoriode. Eh, Rawianemi. Sorry for the mispronunciations. I'm sure you're getting a good laugh out of it. Hope so. Uh, anyway, thanks very much for, for joining me here on Talk and Fight today. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore for his show, Knuckle Up. Thank you.